0: If you did not know, I grew up in Southeast Asia for about 16-ish years of my life. Um, some people would say that that's the reason I'm weird, but I think, it's, I think there's other reasons why. Um, so I remember it's junior year of high school when I came, came back. Um, and I was a part of a Christian school. So I, I went to the same classes as everybody else. Um, I even was on the basketball team and wore the same jersey as everyone else. Had the same teachers as all the other students. I followed the same rules for the most part um, as all the other students. Even lived in the same city as everyone else. But I never felt like I fit in. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up with these kids through Christian, these Christian schools. Maybe it's because that I didn't know the, the American jokes. Maybe it's because that I had a British accent. Maybe, well, I don't know. But deep down in my heart, I knew that it was wrong. Why? is because those students went to the same school, same classes, same basketball team, same everything. There's wrong part of that body called Lakeland Christian School. And as I started to study the Bible, as I grew up in the faith, I started to study the Bible even more, you kind of see that that's, how God kind of works. He takes different people from different lifestyles, different upbringings, different backgrounds, and brings them together as this dysfunctional group of people that when they recognize that they belong, it works as a body in a beautiful way. Unlike at the Christian school. I was a part of the body but I didn't fit in. I was pushed out, but not with Christ Jesus. With Jesus, he had his dysfunctional group of of guys, the apostles, the disciples, the twelve. One of them even betrayed Jesus with a friendship kiss. You had a tax collector with a zealot You had fishermen with rich people, and these 11 ended up being 12 were just a dysfunctional group of people. But there was one difference between the Christian school and the disciples of Jesus. They followed the teachings and the way of Christ. And I want to encourage you that today we're going to be talking about the importance of the body of Christ, that it might be dysfunctional looking on the outside, but when it all works together, it's this beautiful body that has one head, and that's Christ, working together in its intricate details and parts as one but many. And my prayer for you, if you don't hear anything else today, is this. You do belong and your part within the full body of Christ is very, very, very important. And may it never be said that you are isolated with inside this body because we need you. You need us because we're one body in Christ. You do belong. and You're vitally, vitally important to the full body. Let me pray for us, and then we're going to dive right into this teaching. God, to you, be the glory and the honor and the praise for bringing a dysfunctional, seemingly on the outside group of people together. And you're calling it your church, your bride. And you love us so much. So Holy Spirit, I pray that this mouthpiece right here We'll be able to articulate this mysterious, beautiful body of Christ. And may I do my part as the body. And may we do our part as the body. And may you bring us together knowing that you've got a plan. And thank you for the privilege and the honor to be a part of this body. And may today, as we leave here, may we know that we belong. May we know that we're important. And may we know that being in isolation hurts the body, but it also hurts the body part. Help us, Lord Jesus. I pray all all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So here we go. So we are all on this faith journey as a community of faith. Again, our statement for this year is we are a community of faith for people who don't do what? Church. But Greg talked last week about having faith. What does it mean to be a community of faith? He talked about the importance of creating these spiritual habits. We'll talk about that in probably about 10 or 15 minutes, why it's very important for us to be a healthy part of the body in spiritual habits. And my prayer for you is that you listen closely to the importance of having spiritual habits because it affects not only the part, but the many parts of the body. Well, we're on this faith journey, but today we're going to be talking about the word community because we talk about faith and the importance of having faith in Christ and growing in our spiritual habits, but also we're a community of faith. So the word community is kind of defined as a unifying body of individuals. So we're a unified body of individuals with a common characteristics and interest. So as we do this, I'm going to have this opening statement as you see in front of you. And it, sa- it simply says this, we, as a community of what? Faith. Are what body? One body that consists of what? Many unique individual what? Parts. So we are a community of faith that is consisted of one body, but also consists of many unique individual hearts now as a unified body we do the will of the what head head of the body and who's the head of the body Jesus Christ and if you don't hear anything else again I say you belong to that body and you vitally important part you are unique important part of of the body So, if you wouldn't mind turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that'll be our text for today. If you don't have a Bible of your own in the seats in front of you on page 520 some, um, that Bible is yours to keep, but make sure you turn to the scripture. We'll have it up on the screen, but we want to encourage you to turn to the scripture. Let's start with this. We are a community of faith. uh, We, as a community of faith, are part of one what? One what? body. Okay. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 um, verse 27. For just as the body is one and has many what? Members. members, and all the members of the body and and all the members of the body though many are what? one body. One body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are baptized into one body, Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one what? One spirit. So this is the beauty of the body of Christ. When you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, when he's called you to himself and you believe that you're a sinner, you believe that Jesus Christ did truly die for your sins, rose from the dead, conquering sin and death, and you believe he's coming back soon, at that moment you have received the Holy Spirit of God. He lives and abides in you and that's why you're baptized in that one spirit. So... Um, kind of like Oprah, in Christ, you've got the Spirit, you've got the Spirit, you've got the Spirit. And that's what unites us together is the Spirit of God in us. So in this illustration, we are all part of one what? One body. So we are one body in Christ Jesus with the who living inside of us. Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. So this is where, again, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Oh, sounds like a familiar passage. It says this, For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but what? Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who what? Loves me and what? Gave himself for me. This is that crux verse that realizes that in Christ, filled with the Spirit, we now not live for ourselves, but we live for the body, and the body is Christ, and we live for Him. Isn't it just an honor that we get to? No, we have to live for Christ. We get to live for Him, right? All right, so in my weird mind, um, I, I've, I've, I think about the body. It's just like, Like, literally, if you're an atheist here, by the way, or or online, you have way, like, literally, way more faith than I could ever have. Like, literally. You think that the body came from this little molecule thingamabobber and evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved and became a monkey, and now we are here today? I'm telling you what, you have way more faith than I do. Now, I'll, I'll say this. God can do whatever he wants to. I don't believe that's the way it happened. I think that God created humanity in its person, in its body, to be this integral system of parts so beautiful and so holding together. And we're going to take this, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to for you Bible scholars in here, you're going to find holes all throughout this illustration, but is a way for us to understand that the body and all of its parts actually has systems built into the body. So we as a spiritual body have systems built into our body. It's vitally important. So let me explain. Let me explain. The whole body is a collective of very intricate systems that when it works together is a healthy and strong body. The very first system that, that we have in our spiritual body and physical body is the, 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 um, the nervous system like nervous system. All right, so the nervous system is, so I'm so smart, I Wikipedia this. Okay, so the n- nervous system is the brain is sending out signals to the nerves in your body, and it makes the muscles and everything to contract and do, do what, what, it, what it does. So let, let's try this. Everybody wave at me for a second. Okay, let, let's, let's have some fun. Did, did, do you have to be like, all right, Boom! Dave says to wave at him. Brain, send a signal to my arm. Psh. Brain, send a signal to my wrist. Send a signal to my mouth because now it makes fu- it's funny. Did did you even have to think about it? Right? You just did it. Why? Wave at me. You waved. And Jody just waved at me again. Nervous system. Okay. All right. So, but watch this. That's what. That's the what. How God the Father works. God the Father says, "Go and do and do my will. Do the will of the nervous system. What He's given us to do. That's what it says. Again. Notice there's lots of holes in this. But as an illustration, not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," will inherit the kingdom of God. But only the one who does the what will of the father who is in heaven the will nervous system ladies and gentlemen do the will of the father let the nerves of the father come into you and you just listen to god and do what do what he says all right so we've got the nervous system also we've got the circulatory system which is the blood and the oxygen which in this case uh, spiritually represents jesus the son of god why because what did he do he came and he bled and died for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins. All right, he bled and died. I mean, it was an excruciating, excruciating death. Not not, not, not kind of like what happened this morning. So my daughter, my, my dog woke up, my dog is not my dog. I hate the dog, but my wife's dog woke Madison up in the morning, um, five o'clock or so in the morning, and I was getting ready, for, getting ready for services or whatever, getting dressed. And she comes in like limping and almost moaning. And, and I'm like, did the dog finally bite you? And she's like, no, it didn't bite me. Um, but she comes in and she, she was like, she slipped and fell um, and scraped up her leg. She showed me her leg and there was a bruise and blood on there. I'm like, oh, ouch, that really hurt. But then that got me thinking, blood was shed because she was a klutz. But more importantly, strategic blood was shed for you and my soul. When Jesus went to that cross and died an excruciating death and his blood was shed for you. And now that we are in Christ, we live with his blood in us, figuratively speaking. So when God the Father looks at us, He sees the blood of Christ that covers us. This is what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, 7 through 10. In him we have redemption through his what? Blood. "Blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his what? Grace. Grace. Which he lavished on us when he poured out on us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, which is a plan for the fulfillment of, of, of time, to unite all things to him, things in heaven and things on earth. We have the blood of Christ that is in us, for us. And it was a devastating bloodshed. On the cross. Not only that, so we've got the nervous system, circulatory system, but we've got the muscular system. Got the muscular system. So I try to take an image of myself, but I think that this one looked a little bit better um, because the I'm, I'm. it I kind of looks like me a little bit, but I'll just for whatever it's worth. All right, so the, the Holy Spirit represents in this illustration the muscular system. It, he is the strength that we need to make it through the day. He is the strength that we need to do to have evangelism, disciples. The strength that we need to be able to be at peace. He's our helper and our strength. And that's what it says in Acts 1.8. But you receive what? power. You will receive strength when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be, you'll have the power, the strength to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the age. You kind of see where I'm going, the body? The body have these things that we can relate to. We also, we also got the extratory system, extratory system. Um, which is basically what happens when you sit on the toilet. You sit on the toilet, and that system flushes out things that are wasteful. And if you think about it, if we did not have that system of getting rid of the waste, we would die. We would die because the harmful things that are in our body need to get out. So the system that Jesus, God, has put into the body spiritually is repentance, and this is what it says: that if we confess our sins, He, Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to what? Cleanse us. Cleanse us. Shh. I'm, I'm, I'm having a a colonoscopy in a in a few in April. I will be cleansed from all of my stuff. Thank God for this system. But shouldn't that be an everyday thing? Shouldn't we have a colonoscopy daily that says, Lord, if there's anything unclean in me, may you wash it away. And by doing this, ladies and gentlemen, it's a system built into the spiritual body of us so that we can be cleansed from all of our unrighteousness. So they have this system. But also we've got the respiratory system which I believe represents very well the Word of God. The Word of God helps us to breathe righteousness and truth and know. That's why we like get into a habit of breathing correctly the Word of God because it says in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17, all Scripture is what? Breathed out by God and is profitable. Every breath is profitable for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness sake so that the man and woman, the body of Christ, can be thoroughly equipped and complete for every good work. That's why we ask you, implore you to read your Bible so that the breath of God can be in you, so the Holy Spirit can give you that power, so that the circulatory system can remind you that the blood of Christ, so that we can listen to God and do what He says, But lastly, in this illustration, there's other systems that we can bring out. We also got the reproductive system. And no, sorry, there's no pictures. This reproductive system is evangelism and discipleship. How do we multiply this body of Christ? God's already put it into the nervous system. It's, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I will but what be with you to the end of the age. We are called to reproduce. We are not called to have a spiritual uh, surgery that cuts off the reproduction because that we're lazy or afraid. No, we're called to reproduce as the body of Christ. And honestly, what a great honor it is to be a part of this intricate system called the body of Christ. It's an honor, not a privilege, an honor that we get to be a part of this body. But there's a problem with this body. Do you want to know what the problem is? It's not the system. It's the body parts of the system not being healthy. Because the body consists of many unique, important, and individual parts. So I want you to hear it again. The body might be a beautiful body of different parts of the body and ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand, you are a unique, important part of this body. Never ever believe the lie that you don't belong. Never ever believe that just because you don't have a microphone strapped to your face, you don't have a seminary degree, and, and you don't have a master's degree, you don't have all this knowledge, that you just sit there and are a wasteful part of the body. No you belong. I need you. You need me. And this is what the scripture is about to say. So we're going to read the scripture all the way through. And I want you to like just feel this. And it's just like when when he's writing this, it's just like common sense. So may it be common sense to you and to me that you belong, that you're uniquely important and chosen by God to be exactly the part of the body that you need to be. You got it? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to continue in verse 14 and read to verse 27. Here we go. For the body does not consist of one member, but how many? Many. Many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make him less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it less part of the body. If the whole body was an eye, and that would look really weird, by the way, wouldn't that be like really weird? If the whole body was an eye, where would the sense of, of hearing? the whole body was an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, if you like memorizing, this next verse, you must memorize. God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chooses. I'm going to say that again. God arranged. Who arranged? God arranged this intricate body of it, all these unique individual parts. God arranged the members of the body each one of them and that's you and that's me each one of them as he chooses if all were a single member where would the body be as it is there are many parts yet one body that i cannot say to the hand i have no need of you nor again the hand to the feet i have no need of you on the contrary the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are what? Indispensable. And those parts of the body that are less on, that that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our what? Unprecedented, Unprecedented parts are treated with great, greater modesty. Which are uh, which are more what? Presentable parts. Do not not require. But God has so. But who? God. But God has so composed, put together, composed like an orchestra, composed this beautiful symphony called the body. Giving greater honor to parts that lack. That there may be what? That there may be what? No that there may be what? No division. I'm going to continue to... Everybody understands the reason why. That there be no what? No division, the, no division in the body. But that the members may be, have the same care for each other. If one member suffers, what? All suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice, what? together. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Can I get an amen? amen? That's you. That's me. So let me break this down a little bit. The body of Christ has each individual members, and there are many. Um, so let's just, let's just for the fun of it. All right. Each individual parts, um, um, there are many. So this is the body of Christ. So in this case, um, you're you're that. Oops! There goes. My notes. You're the hand, all right, and you're the forearm, um, and you are the that. Okay, all right, <laughs> and you're the foot, all right, all right, and you're the right foot. There we go. Can I? So huh, each part needs to be picked up as I throw it. By the way, all right, uh, Dana. There we go. Uh, let's just say. There we go, and let's just Brian. You're that, all right and you're the big thigh all right um who wants to be the gut all right you don't you you're this gut you're that gut mm. all right Courtney you're the hand all right Lori you're that part body thing there all right and then you got these parts let's just see who else Colleen uh, you already got one. Oh, there you go um Tracy there we go. I'm going to leave this part, for example, and this muscle, Lisa. All right. Oh, it went over her. And who needs to, what needs to stay? The head. Who's the head? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, just making sure. Okay, so let's get back to, so now these intricate parts are vitally important. The body of Christ, that's you. And for those that are in the back, sorry, we didn't have many uh, other parts, but it's You. Ladies and gentlemen, we see this in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and a great what? A great what? A great multitude that no one could count. Watch, from every nation, from every tribe, from every people, from every language. Sounds like many parts, right? But it's a great multitude. It's a great multitude standing before the throne, before the Lamb, um, clothed in white robes um, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to my God. Is that what it says? No. It says, Our God. That's why it's our God. Salvation belongs to not my God, but our God, and who sits on the throne and the Lamb. Can I get an amen on that? Also, the body of Christ have individual parts and uniquely important and chosen by God for a purpose. God chose you for a purpose. Each and every one of you for a purpose. It's for His glory and His plan. You matter, you belong, and you're a part of a purpose. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God prepared What? That we could, what? Walk in them. (laughs) Watch this. What do we need to do to walk in it? Feet! (laughs) Isn't that pretty cool? So if you're a foot, we need you to help us to walk in it. Sounds like the community of God coming together. All right. Side, Side note. Okay, all right. And then this one. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me closely. This next one has destroyed churches and maybe has destroyed you. This is the killer, the the cancer um, of the church. And it's this, the body of Christ has individual members and should not be jealous or envious of other body parts. I have seen this so many times that, well, I'm not not Joey, I'm not Brian, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not. But I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am gifted by God to be a part of this body. <laughs> Lord help you. I'm your pastor, but all right. But this is where who I am. This is where you are at. Don't be jealous of who I am. I don't need to be jealous of you. But we all need to lift each other up and say you belong. You belong. You belong. And when we do, we're not going to be jealous of each other. We'll be celebrating And we'll work together so that there will be no division among us. Check this out. James chapter 3, 14 through 16. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your where? Notice it's part of the body. In your heart, in your spiritual body. Do not not boast and, and, and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from where? Above, the neurosystem system from God. But is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So what is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic? Jealousy and selfish ambition. Got it? Watch this. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be what? Disorder and every vile practice. This is where the evil one comes in. He comes in and brings the cancer of, well, you need to be je- jealous of him. I'm going to be jealous of her. No, hear me closely and hear me right now. There's no jealousy in this church. There's no jealousy in the body because I need you. You need me. We need each other. And an unbelieving world needs to see a unified church, not a disunified church. And when we get to this place that we are the body and we don't do church, but we are the body, the church an unbelieving world will see the bride of Christ in exactly the way it's supposed to be. It's time to get the cancer out of bitterness and envy, and it's time to be obedient to your part to be the healthiest body part that you possibly can. The body of Christ um, has individual parts and must be healthy as the part of the whole body. Let let me illustrate this for, for a second. All right, and I'm gonna say this um, humbly, do not be jealous of my drawing. <laughs> all right, so in each of us, for example, all right, let me get this. This arm represents, of course, part of the body, okay? This arm, this right here, needs to be super healthy. Would you agree? in order for the rest of the body to work, to be able to pick up stuff, to be able to run, to do whatever, right? This part of the body is vitally important, A.K. this is you in this part, all right? A healthy body um, looks like a body. So you've got a healthy looking head, you've got the feet, you've got the hands, but then you've got the heart. I told you I'm good at drawing. Okay. All right. So I want you to I want you to look at this because this is a balanced body, a head that fits the body, arms that fit the body, feet that fit the body, and a heart that can handle the size body that it is. That makes sense. So each and every one of us are a part of the body and we must remain healthy. That's vitally important. So in this health system, we've got the head, which represents knowledge. All right? So the head represents knowledge. Um, the right hand represents obeying God. The left hand represents the fruit of the Spirit. This right, hand, this right leg uh, represents discipleship. And then this is evangelism, all right? And then the heart, what do you think the heart is? Love, all right? All right. This is vitally, 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 vitally important. Again, we are one body, would you agree? right, the body of Christ, but we're individual members of it, and each one of you has to be healthy. And this is where, like Greg, myself, the elders, your small community group leaders, and other people are saying, read your Bible, pray, have these spiritual habits, have repentance in your life, and have tough conversations that help you grow in the sanctification of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, in order for this church to be healthy, we must be individually healthy so that the whole collective can be healthy. You have the idea, right? But here's, here's the problem. Some of you in this room have, a, have like a huge amount of knowledge of God's Word. So your head is that big. Is it too big for the body? Would you agree? It would be way too big for the body. It would be like like way too big, all right? Um, it would be like Triceratops Rex, all right? But at the same time, some of you have very little knowledge of, of God's Word, um, and your head is like that. Kind of like Beetlejuice, the shrunken head. Okay, all right? Don't watch that movie. Okay, all right. But then from this place, no matter if big head or small head, either you're going to have a little Trinosaurus Rex hand, and you're, re- I'm going to obey, I, I know God's word, but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to obey it just a little bit. You get the idea? Is that healthy? No, that's abnormal. That's not right. And then like the fruit of the Spirit, for example. It's like, I know that I'm supposed to be patient with others, but I'm not, so it's unhealthy. Now, there's on the other side is some people say, you know what, I have a big, huge hand. That's a weird place for hand, but a big, huge hand of, I'm obeying everything that Jesus says. But you don't have the knowledge of why you're obeying that make sense? Also, you're like, I am, I have a big hand of I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm tender-hearted, I'm all this stuff, but you're like, you do it almost for your own glory, not from the knowledge that you're doing it for the head. Also, same thing. This, by the way, this is what um the Church of Jesus Christ kind of looks like: very little discipleship and very little um evangelism. So basically, this is what you're doing. Many of you are walking around with a decent side knowledge, and you're walking around like this. You joke, you laugh, but this is what you look like. And you're unhealthy to the body of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, let God's Word penetrate the knowledge healthily. And when the knowledge of God's Word comes into your knowledge, Allow the obedience to happen. Allow the fruit of the Spirit to happen. Decide, tell other people about Jesus. Help people grow in their relationship with Jesus. And when they do, when you do, you will be a healthy part of the body for the collective part of the body for the glory of God. This is why it's vitally important for you to be discipled. That's why it's so important to read your Bible, pray, come to church services, dive deeper so that you can be a healthy part of the body. You matter. And this is why it's vitally important for you and I to be in community. The body of Christ are individual parts. And we must honor, suffer with, Rejoice with and support the other parts of the body for the health of the parts and the whole parts as a what? Community of parts, not just one. So to illustrate this, first service did an eh, okay job. But I'm going to ask you if... As an illustration, if you are a part of the body that you pass out these, make sure you don't use the skeletal side, but the other side. As a community of people that have the parts, I would love for you to come put the body back together. And you cannot touch the other parts. You have to only—you're the only one that can put it up there. All right. Well, you can't—you can't touch each other's part. But hold on, you can't leave because the parts aren't there. Uh oh! But there's a part missing. Before parts can be put in, there's—there's there's parts missing. Oh, I see a part that's not connected to the. Ha- oh, there we go. Yep, there we go. That's a good one, all right, hold on, you can't no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you can't touch somebody else's part so somebody's part's not in in position. you put it up there too early so so who's this this part? no, who's this part okay, so, but it's not in it's not in position yet, so i am no, but you can't oh, so, you're representing her, okay, go ahead, okay, go ahead, so all right. All right, don't 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 leave yet. Go ahead. So what parts are missing? Okay, okay. So we need an upper thigh. Who's got the upper thigh? Uh-oh, yep, there's a big part. Up, oh, Colleen's got an important part. Oh, now the body parts can be. So thank you, Colleen. All right. So there's my parts. Uh-oh. There you go. I can't touch other parts. I know. No. Did, yeah, this is the right side. Yep, so you're... Yeah, it's good right there. <laughs> this is my weak hip. She just said, Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't go anywhere yet. All right. Let's give them a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Uh oh. All right. What you just saw and illustrated was a community coming together for the sake of the whole body. You matter. And this, again, is where we have to be a part of community groups. We have to be a part of this church, not just on Sunday. Sunday is a very minuscule part of your health growth. It's grander than this. And this is where we see the early church truly being a body of Christ. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Sounds like spiritual what? Habits. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. And all who believed were what? Together. And had all things what? In common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and and distributing the proceeds to all as they had what? As they had need. Day by day, attending the temple church service, together, and breaking a bread in their where? Homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added, reproduction system, added to the numbers, how often? Day by day. Those who are being saved. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not a prescription, but it definitely describes what a healthy body would look like. So, when we, as the body of Christ, come together in an individual, important, unique parts, never say that you're not important. Never be jealous of others, but may we collectively come together as a community so that we can learn together. Pray together, eat together, serve together, support each other, gather together, praise together, give together and be in awe of God of all who God is. And when we do, in an unbelieving world will get to see a healthy body of Christ. But it starts with belonging. It starts with health, and it starts and continues in community. So this is, again, my ask. Be a part of the community of faith. You are important. And by doing this, ladies and gentlemen, know that you are a part of not only this community of faith, but the Big C Church around the world that you get to be a part of. The greatest growth and the greatest care that you receive as part of the body of Christ is with inside what? Community of a like-minded, accountable, supportive, individual parts of the whole body. May be said that you and I today as we leave, we really understand that you have a plan that God has given you. You belong, and as you belong, grow, get healthy. Not for the sake necessarily of this body, before for the body of Christ who loved you and died for you. So in closing, we're going to read again Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, because this summarizes our entire life. So I challenge you again to memorize this, hold it near and dear to your heart as a part of a healthy body. So we're going to close. We're going to read this together as if you actually believe This truth out loud. Ready? Here we go. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have